I am very honored and excited right now to to welcome to Mic Check Ramon Garcia, who is based in New Britain, Connecticut, and is a parent advocate with CONCAN, which is an organization that is fighting for education equity right here in Connecticut. Ramon, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam. Thank you so much for joining me, Ramon. Happy Father's Day to you, and uh, thank you for for uh, being on the program tonight. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your personal journey that led you to to the organizing and the activism and the advocacy that you're currently engaged in. Yeah. So you know, um, basically, um, you know, like you know, I was born like in the early '80s. Um, it was like, you know, a rough time for, you know, Connecticut and the country as a whole. Um, you know, we were uh, reeling from like, um, like when I was growing up, you know, as a, as a child, you know, I was born out here in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, and, you know, we were reeling from the first opiate epidemic, um, you know, uh, so, you know, my father, you know, was, was struggling, like, with that, you know, and, you know, many of his friends and other family members, um, you know, and, like, this is, like, during the period of mass incarceration and pretty much what led to it. You know, the, the crack era came, you know, right after that, you know, and gangs and, you know, things were real bad. Like, you know, this, like, as I got, you know, um, into my adolescent years, so, you know, I've seen a lot of things like, you know, growing up, like, you know, my mother struggling, you know, poverty and the likes of those issues. Um, you know, I lost my father at a young age. I was 11 years old. You know, my mother was just forced to just, you know, fend for, you know, me and, and my other sibling, my, my brother. Um, you know, so that, you know, it definitely had an effect. Um, and it, you know, pretty much when you combine pain and poverty, it's, you know, it's like a recipe for disaster. Back then, you know, I didn't know and understand, you know, I was just like, you know, 11, 12 year old kid, you know, and, you know, even before that I had already, you know, experienced, you know, a lot of like, you know, traumatic situations that no one, especially kids, you know, should have to, you know, face and deal with. So I, you know, I ended up, you know, becoming, you know, virtually a product of my environment. So, uh, you know, at 12 years old, you know, I was involved in gangs, uh, selling drugs, you know, um, and that, you know, led me on a destructive path at such a young age, you know, into uh, street life and, you know, the criminal justice system. So, you know, at 13, you know, I was, you know, um, arrested and uh, incarcerated in um, one of the state's uh, juvenile detention centers, uh, particularly uh, Hartford Detention, because that's where, you know, the, they had them um, and at that time in Hartford, New Haven, and, and Bridgeport. You know, detention centers, those were the only three. They were like virtually county jails, you know, for, for youth. Um, you know, and what's ironic is that there's, you know, virtually three county jails for adults, for the men, and, it, and it's in the same exact cities. 
New Haven, Bridgeport, and Hartford. So, um, you know, I, I experienced the juvenile system. You know, I spent most of my youth in there. Um, and, you know, uh, but, you know, I from, you know, educating, you know, myself and having uh, good mentors, you know, when I was 18, um, I went, you know, into uh, the DOC, um, and I spent, you know, quite quite some time in uh, the state's maximum securities as a teenager, and from there, you know, and you know, um, educating myself and being around good mentors, and you know, my, you know, I kind of like, you know, I like to say I, I evolved from a street corner mentality to a global mentality. And, um, and and that's where you know my my you know evolution came, uh, so to speak. And you know so you know um, you know after I was released, you know at you know 23, you know um, I had you know I had my kids, you know went to college and what have you. Um, and at at 31, I finished uh, you know one my 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 only. Uh, felony and it was from 17 to 31 one case you know unfortunately during that time uh, you know my only surviving parent ended up uh, you know uh, being uh, you know sick with terminal cancer so uh, and I unfortunately you know had to experience uh, you know a wrongful you know arrest and situation and, and what, what you know Bothered. One of the things that hurt me the most was that, you know, when I was young and I was actually like, you know, and and you know, living that the street life, you know, uh, you know that was one thing, but you know, to be arrested and you know, uh, accused and convicted over something that you were completely innocent of, you know, it it it, it does it has a really bad effect on you and your family and your loved ones. And so, you know, I went through a wrongful conviction, a trial, and two, and, and I went in from 2013 to 2018, and, um, and that led me on a path to uh, reform work and uh, advocacy work. Um, it wasn't something that I planned. You know, it kind of like, you know, basically took its course um, but, you know, I knew that, you know, I experienced, experienced like some real injustice while I was in the system. I seen other people, um, you know, that, you know, were innocent and even, you know, people who actually made mistakes because of race and wealth, you know, they were given, uh, you know, they were dealt with, you know, heavy handedly and given, you know, uh, really harsh sentences just because of race and wealth. So, you know, I started off, you know, getting involved, you know, with, uh, you know, Greater Hartford Reentry Center, um, and I ended up working with the ACLU, uh, you know, and that's, that, that, that was my journey, and this is like 2018. So, you know, I, my first, like, two and a half years of just advocating and, uh, you know, doing legislative work and, you know, was with the ACLU, and, you know, I would also volunteer throughout New Britain and Hartford um, and also, you know, would give my support to even, you know, 
organizations of people, you know, anywhere and everywhere throughout the state. I started, um, you know, working um, for CONCAN in uh, 2021. Uh, August is going to be uh, two years. I, You know, I love it. It was a, a, a change from, you know, what I was accustomed to, um, uh, you know, regarding uh, criminal justice forms. Uh, because CONCAN, which stands for uh, Connecticut uh, Coalition Achievement Now, um, and it's part of a national organization called 50 CAN, 50, 50, 50 states. So Connect, CONCAN is the Connecticut chapter of 50 CAN. And, you know, uh, the, you know the, the CON is, you know, for Connecticut and the CAN, Coalition for Achievement Now, and it revolves around um, advocating uh, for equal education for all youth, uh, regardless of their zip codes. So we know that that education system, say in Bridgeport or Waterbury or Hartford, you know, is not the same as, you know, the education that, you know, youth or students are receiving in, say, West Hartford or Simsbury, and what have you. And, uh, you know, this is important and very detrimental, you know, um, to, you know, uh, bringing about justice and equality for all people, especially uh, marginalized youth and and communities of color, you know, who had to face with all kinds of, you know, um, you know, injustices and disparities. Um, So, yeah, so it's been, you know, two years. Um, you know, um, and it, 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 it taught me um, some of the many issues, um, you know, and details that I didn't, you know, realize, you know, um, that, you know, were going on. I mean, you know, we experienced it ourselves, but it put things in perspective with data and everything. And, um, you know, these are very important, you know, issues. You know, me, um, you know, having been a student in Connecticut schools and my children and other kids, you know, and seeing the same patterns of, uh, you know, inequities, you know, now being passed down to children. Um, so, thank yeah. You, thank you, Ramon, for, for sharing all that. And that that is so... You know, one of the things that I admire so much about you is that you are involved in so many different fights around so many different issues and you're, you know, you're, you're making your voice heard and you're a part of so many struggles, like you said, and so many, so many movements. And, and I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. And, and thank you as well for, for, you know, sharing about your personal journey as well as your your beginnings at CONCAN and what CONCAN's all about. And so I know that uh, that that this past legislative session here in Connecticut, you and your colleagues at CONCAN actually worked really hard to get three bills passed at the state legislature. And so I was wondering if you could talk about those bills, the three bills that were passed and the work that it that it required uh, to get there from you and your colleagues at CONCAN. So this legislative session, CONCAN worked on specifically three bills. And, you know, uh, you know, thank God they were all passed. You know, shout out to, you know, all the legislators. Most of um, those three bills 
were passed uh, both through the House and the Senate um, unanimously. Um, and yeah, so just to give you a little background of the three bills, you know, that we, uh, you know, that were passed, um, you know, this past leg- legislative session, um, you know, which ended a, a few weeks ago, one of them, one of the most significant ones was our ELL bill or uh, Parents' Bill of Rights. And this particular bill, um, ELL, um, English language learners, you know, Connecticut is diverse. Uh, you know, there are many, you know, uh, people who have migrated to this country, you know, in past years and recent years. Um, and, you know, you know, unfortunately, English is not their first language. So um, it's caused, um, you know, students across Connecticut from, you know, different backgrounds, whether it's Asian, Hispanics, uh, you know, African, uh, Middle Eastern, you know, to be set back, you know, uh, because of these language barriers or or where their parents, you know, are not, you know, informed, you know, or, or they don't understand what's going on with their child in school and how they can help in their child's education, simply because of a, a language barrier. So, and you know, there's different uh, aspects of state government, which they provide these interpretations and translations, such as, you know, the courts, you know, or what have you. And it's how more important it is for the youth and their parents, you know, to, you know, you know, to learn, you know, know, um, you know, and understand, you know, um, you know, what's going on, and you know, as far as parents, what's going on with their child's education, and simply because of language barrier, you know, um, you know, the data, you know, and everything shows that, you know, these, these kids, they fall behind, which is a great disturb, uh, disservice to them, you know, um, and, you know, part of, like, you know, wanting to break the cycle of just, like, you know, um, you know, injustices, you know, and abuses and, 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 you know, people being marginalized, you know, you know, what, you know, what greater point to start at than with our youth, you know, with the children who, you know, who are the next generation, who are our future. And, you know, it's important that we invest in them. So um, the English language learner bill is a bill that, you know, where, you know, unfortunately, we had to go to, to these measures, you know, to get something that's, you know, basically just morally and, you know, morally sound and, and, and right. So um, we teamed up with, you know, uh, multiple organizations such as, you know, CONCAN and also uh, Make the Road Connecticut, you know, um, and a bill was drafted, um, you know, to have to pass a law, you know, to give, you know, these students a right, you know, to receive a good education and eliminate something so simple as a language barrier, you know, for, for families and, and students, and you know. And so um, it gained a lot of traction. You know, the governor ended up taking uh, the bill, making it his own. We had, a, you know, a press release. 
you know, in Bridgeport at uh, one of the Make the Rose Connecticut offices. Uh, there's one in Hartford, one in Bridgeport. And we had a press release with the governor, um, legislators, the mayor of Bridgeport, and it gained traction. And, you know, thankfully, uh, it passed this session. Another one is obviously funding money. It shouldn't be the cause of, you know, people not being able to have the same opportunities or, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, the lack of, uh, you know, or, or the difficulty of being able to succeed because of money and for, for, you know, for so long, that's been an issue in, in our community, in communities of color, you know, across the state, across the country. So we, uh, you know, also um, pushed the bill for student-centered funding. You know, just because a student lives in Bridgeport or, say, New Haven or Waterbury and, another, and uh, you know, another student, you know, goes to school and say Avon or Greenwich or Farmington, you know, and just because of wealth, you know, these kids are not getting, you know, an equal high quality education solely based on their zip code. So the student center funding that was, you know, thankfully also passed this session helps to address those issues and level out the playing field for all students in Connecticut, regardless uh, where they live at, where they go to school at, regardless of their zip code. And lastly, the third bill was, you know, to create, uh, you know, a diversity amongst teachers because only 5% of teachers are teachers of, you know, of color of, or, you know, of my, are minority teachers. And, you know, it, it's important, you know, that the data shows, you know, studies were drawn out. Um, you know, I can share that, you know, uh, you know, in, in the near future, you know, for anyone that's interested in, as far as, you know, examining the data that, you know, when, you know, students, you know, have people that look like them, you know, and speak the same language and what have you, you know, they do better. And I think that all students of all races and backgrounds should have access to teachers from all different kinds of backgrounds and, and, and races and, and cultures because it just, you know, broadens, you know, their, their, you know, their understanding, their horizons, their, you know, their, you know, more, uh, you know, diverse, um, you know, and culturally like uh, conscious and, and what have you, and um, and so, so we passed legislation also this year to make it easier for you know uh, minorities of color, people from marginalized communities, to be able, you know, to become teachers and benefit, you know, all students. That's uh, amazing work that that you all did to to get those bills passed and um, and to to bring about some some very needed changes in our education system for young people all across Connecticut. So I just, yeah, congratulations to you and, and your colleagues at CONCAN on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Now that the session is over, where are things at with the organization right now and, and what are some, some either current campaigns or um, campaigns and projects that are on the horizon for you all? Yeah, great, great question. So, um, you know, now that the session is, is over, you know, um, you know, and, you know, the students, 
you know, Connecticut students, you know, most, you know, are mostly on, on uh, you know, break, you know, before they return to, you know, to school and, you know, in, in the fall or what have you. Um, so what Khan can, um, you know, does is not, it not only do, you know, we do, um, you know, legislative, you know, work, you know, to pass laws to, you know, um, you know, bring uh, equity for, you know, Connecticut students. Um, what we do, we also do community outreach and engagement. So during, um, you know, the, you know, the, the off season, uh, you know, until the next legislative session starts, you know, what we do is we go to communities, different towns and cities throughout all of Connecticut. And, you know, we connect with, you know, with, with the people, with, with parents, you know, students. And, you know, we like to go directly, you know, to, you know, the people and find out, you know, what issues, you know, are they having, you know, as far as their child's education and what have you. So we canvas communities, you know, all across Connecticut and different towns, you know, and cities. Um, we go to um, many events. One of the ways that we do this is, you know, aside from just going out independently, uh, what we do is um, we, you know, especially like, you know, during the summer, like, you know, the warmer weather, we go to events, you know, different community events um, throughout the state, such as um, Domingo Hartford, you know, which is, you know, every Sunday, you know, or what you know, several times, you know, on Sundays throughout the summer years, um, in different areas of Hartford, though, you know, lock, you know, shut down, you know, uh, the traffic and allow vendors and other people, you know, um, to go, you know, and you know, and share with the community, um, you know, and help them and you know, offer them, you know, whatever uh, services and you know, and what have you. So we do that. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing this session. So we'll probably be, you know, all, you know, all over where, you know, Bridgeport, where, you know, uh, Hartford, where New Britain, where Waterbury, where, you know, where New Haven. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly share with you uh, more of the details on uh, where we're going to, you know, what we're going to be doing, uh, you know, during uh, this uh, off season, at, you know, after the legislative session. So, you know, if we're in your area or if, you know, you're able to make it to, you know, other areas, uh, cities and towns that we're at, you know, um, you know, you're more than, you know, glad to come. And, you know, we want to know what issues, you know, uh, you know, parents have, you know, regarding their, their children and, and their education, which is, a, you know, such an important, you know, um, you know, issue and topic. You know, we're talking about the youth, the next generation, the, you know, the future of Connecticut. Ramon, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, and yeah, I will definitely get that information from you. And then when I put up the, the podcast version of our conversation tonight up on the Internet, um, I'll make sure I put up the links and all that information so folks can can check that out. And we are um, we're run, we're kind of uh, running out of time here. So I, I do want you to have the last word. And so I just wanted to say, Ramon Garcia, parent advocate with ConCan, thank you so much for joining me on tonight's mic, mic check and for all the important work that you're doing. 
I know we have like less than a minute, but I want to leave you with the last word. Awesome. It was a pleasure. You know, thank you so much, you know, for having me. And, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's about the people. It's about humanity. We all have families. Many of us all have children. And it's about making, you know, a better society, a better state, a better Connecticut for all people.